intro today ladies and gentlemen i do not have the energy nor the want to to give my usual peppy intro this is buzz your dude joined by goose your other dude at bull scripted at buzz on tap we're here after a 117 111 loss chicago bulls lose to cleveland um i really don't have a lot of words for this game but so many at the same time i'm not really sure how this thing's gonna unfold but before it does Goose, how you feeling today, brother? I believe I could cry. <laughs> I had to go and make I me laugh. I really thought we were going to touch the sky. And it's fucking falling. Yeah. Every, um, I don't know. I do know. Jim's rotations suck a fat one. And uh, we're just... I, I, yeah, I'm I'm tongue tied. Like there's so much, but I'm just I don't get it. Like I don't want to call for Jim's job, but I want to call for Jim's job. I mean, I not gonna argue with you. Um, I'm at the rotations. You know, you know what the one thing I didn't think that this team was gonna make me do this year, dude. Like even though I enjoy doing it, I did not think they were gonna make me drink out of anger. And here we are. Here we are. But, yeah, getting to your point about Boylan, the rotations suck. I can't stand this fucking three-guard rotation with uh, Kobe, Chris, and uh, Archie. I can't stand that shit. But there's, there's so much more bad that I want to get into because there is no good tonight. There is no good to talk about tonight, maybe besides uh, Chris Dunn's play on the defensive end of the floor. And he was a little bit of a – I know he was a negative 11 in the plus-minus – but he he did you know come away with two steals. He he was playmaking. He was finishing at the rim and shit. But other than that, I just I don't really have anything good to talk about. Um, yeah, you got anything? I mean, I mean you, the way you put that, that's kind of how our night was. Chris Dunn was oddly the one positive, and when that's the case, you're probably not going to win the game. So uh, Kobe was shooting a little bit too much, but he also kept us in the game several times in the clutch. You know, Zach took another one of those deep threes that I said wasn't going to bother me in the last show, but it bothered me. Um, and I know it was necessary. That's what happens when you're down, you know, multiple possessions with, you know, less than a minute left to play. So just too much because the game started – with Sato missing Otto Porter Jr. right down the lane. Oh, like, I was, yeah, I was about to bring that up. I have that in my notes. Like, I mean, just OPJ was uncovered. He was I mean, going for a stroll. Right. He was taking a walk around the fucking lake, and Sato just uh, nothing. And we missed consecutive wide-open layups to open the game. Like, easy points all night. Just just leaving them on. on oh, I'm there's another point. There's another bad point I want to bring up here before I go into my complete role about Jim Boylan and the rotations and shit. I know we touched on it a little bit so far, but hey, we're only three minutes and 30 seconds into this shit. We got a while here. I do not understand his obsession 
goose of playing Lou Cornette against stronger bigs than him. I do not understand. Did Cornette have a bad game? No, he went four for six from the field, one for two behind the line. Often he had nine points. He had two and blocks. I hated every minute of it. He had two blocks, but when Tristan Thompson got a hold of him in the paint, game, set, match. That What does Jim see that I'm not seeing? And there's a reason that I'm not a head coach in the NBA. And I'm not going to sit here like other podcasts do or other shitty bloggers or whatever you want to call them do. I'm not going to even pretend that I sit behind the fucking chair. But if I had that or sit in the chair to coach a, a NBA basketball team, but I have a solid question on what Jim sees in that three-guard rotation and playing Lou Cornette against bigger, stronger centers than Daniel Gafford. And I'm sorry. I Even understand. Worse, he does it together all the time. It's not like he keeps it separated. You get the three guards, and then you get Cornette on the floor. I don't understand the- it. I I don't know if I'm fucking stupid or not. I You know, like, am I stupid, or is the fucking one in... You know, four basketball teams stupid. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't understand. I mean, in that when he came in in the third, I believe it was, Tristan Thompson was just pushing him around, and I'm like, "What the fuck are we have the lead? Why do you have Cornette in? Why? Put a well, defensive I, I, fucking I, presence I, on him." I, I got a a lukewarm take here. Uh, <laughs> you got a pee pee take. All right. All right, no, we we don't want to go there. Let's not ever go there again. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that they might be a little worried about Gafford showing out a little bit. Like Wendell Carter Jr. is coming back from these surgeries. He's trying to work his way back in. I don't know that they want a second round pick coming out because that's the only thing that I can logically come to with this. So point. what are you saying here? You're, you're saying that you think that maybe I'm the front office whole... has their hands dipped in here a little bit. <sighs> I mean, if they do, then we know why the coach isn't getting fired, but I think that that that's the only thing that makes sense to me that holding Gafford back initially is, you know, part of the plan for whatever reason. And it shouldn't be because I don't give a shit about Luke Cornett's spacing anymore. I just, I don't. We're getting killed on the boards, and he gets tossed around like a rag doll. And Gafford is at least going to give you consistent energy on the defensive end as a lob threat, as a screener, and as a rebounder. And those are all positives. And not taking shitty shots is also a positive in itself. The Bulls were beat on the boards 47-32 to 32 tonight, bro. By... Gray ass Kevin Love and Tristan Kardashian, like. <laughs> I, the, oh, but, I, mean, I mean, Tristan definitely wants out of Cleveland, man. He's showing out. He's like, get me the hell out of here, Bron. Bron, yeah, save me. Yeah, help, help me. I know Demarcus is down. You could use a center. Can't afford that contract, but you know, whatever. I mean, I just don't understand when you look at team rebounds for this game and how badly. And I'm missing Jim Boylan's uh, interview right now, his post-game interview. I'm going to have to check this out later. Um, he's he's loosening his tie a little bit because I think he knows that Chicago's after him. It looks like he's aged 25 years since we saw him in person at the uh, at the practice. But, you know, because he knows Pax is going to be sitting in his office when he gets back from that Cleveland trip. Yeah, well, he knows Pax is going to come and choke him like he did Vinny Del Negro. But, um, 
You know, I, I don't understand when you look at the stat sheet, okay, and you look at the style of play that's going on, and not even just going off the stat sheet, but, I mean, it is there to help you. And we're getting so badly out-rebounded during the whole fucking game. Put in the – got to put in Gafford here. And I'm, I'm not going to try to beat this dead horse all, all night during this because there's more we have to talk about. But that's what you do, especially when you have a lead and they're starting to get shit at the rim and you have Luke fucking Cornette in the game. If he truly does believe that Cornette is a better defender than Daniel Gafford, he needs to be fired fucking yesterday, dude. Yesterday. Oh, I'm not even fucking halfway done here. Um, so, let's get into more bad here. Lowry Markkinen pretty much doesn't play any of the fourth quarter. Uh, he's been struggling mightily on both ends of the floor. Uh, I thought he started off hot. You know, he hit a three, uh, right, you know, in the beginning of the game. I thought it was going to start, you know, he was going to start getting going. And then, you know, he, he just struggled from there on out. But, I mean, I wonder if you're going to start seeing this line out, uh, lineup close out games from here on out until Lowry figures it out with Wendell Carter Jr. and Thad. I, I don't know. I want to get your thoughts on that shit because I, I, I was a little surprised that when we were trying to come back, we didn't have Lowry in to help kind of space the floor and make some things happen. I don't even want to try to think what Jim Boylan was thinking. So you, I, I mean, basically what I'm getting is you disagree with what he did tonight. I mean, well, obviously we disagree with a lot of his rotations, but this certain aspect that we're talking about right now. I get Thad was pretty on tonight to the point where even the shot from the corner that hit the top of the backboard ended up going into the basket. That was the kind of night he started off with. So I understand it. He's the veteran presence, playoff experience, pressure experience, and Lowry has been struggling, though. We did see glimpses of confidence in the three-point shot, which was kind of encouraging, uh, but still probably taking a few too many. But on topic, Lowry, there's no game that Lowry should not be finishing. Um, I just don't understand that. I think he's at least your second best player. Uh, Maybe he has the potential to be your first best player. So I don't see how that ever makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Another <laughs> – oh, my God, dude. You know you know what's fucking insane? The Bulls had six team turnovers tonight. Six team. Not 16, like six. They had six turnovers tonight, Goose. And Cleveland had 17, and we still lost this game. Took care of the ball for the most part. Trend. That's been a trend. Yeah. I think if you go back through all the games, we've been taking care of the ball. So you can't even say, damn you, Chris Dunn, stop turning the ball over so much. And getting, I, I was just looking at that stat and had to bring it up. I'm sorry, I, I got fucking sidetracked. But no, with Lowry, he needs to be finishing all these games. Period. If it's not working, it's not working. But there's no reason this kid shouldn't be finishing out games. And then you have, when you're down, you don't even have your best three-point lineup in the game trying to make some shit happen. And it just, it absolutely fucking blows me away. I would like to see, I would have liked to seen that game closed out with, I know he struggled tonight, but with Kobe White, Zach Levine, Otto Porter Jr., Lowry Markkinen, and Chris, and uh, I'm sorry, and uh, Wendell Carter Jr. That's who I wanted to see it closed out with, and we didn't get that. Uh, we got Sato and Fad to replace the two that I had mentioned, and I just don't really get what that does when you put a more defensive lineup in when you're fucking down. You know, his lineups, his rotations, everything looks like shit right now. 
and I was completely bit by this fuck. You know, it happens to me with all fucking sports, man. It happens to me all the time. Like, I, I, I see this little glimmer of hope, and I reach for that shit, and I, I just, I clamor onto it, and then this shit happens. And I, it, it's literally driving me fucking crazy. I am not willing yet, and, and this might be me being stupid on my part, but I am not willing yet to give up and say they're not going to be a fucking playoff team because I've watched the Bulls come back from bullshit before, like, you know, 3 4 I know this is a completely different circumstance. It's a completely different team when they started 0-9 and they made the playoffs. I think there's enough talent on this team where they'll be, you know, they can try to come back from this, but Jimmy Boy needs to figure it out, and Zach Levine, I think, kind of needs to figure some shit out too because he just looks lost on the offensive end of the floor. He looks lost. Well, the good news is Indiana's 0-3. They were penciled in as a potential playoff team. Um, I think Detroit is losing. They are. So they're about to be two and three. It's it's way too early to give up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm starting to blow up the tank raft and, you know, escape the hopes and dreams of the playoff boat and, you know, just kind of get on a raft. And start looking at the lottery again. Oh, no, man. See, that's like, it's so fun when we go to those parties and shit, but like, I don't want to go to that. I want to be watching playoff basketball. You know what I'm saying? Because then we're going to start hearing. Like I said, I'm not giving up yet, but I am starting to warm up the lungs to fill up the raft because. We're going to have to hear LaMelo ball talk for the next fucking couple months. We'll. We'll cross that bridge if we get there. I don't think we'll be able to get that low unless they just trade everyone. Um, so, no, I, like I said, I'm just getting the lungs ready. I'm kind of I'm taking a step back and preparing myself for a shitty situation because coming into this just jazzed and juiced, just, yeah, it's not doing it for me right now. It's taking years off my life. So it's bad, dude. It's just fucking bad. I mean, it's bad. And, and uh, th- these I'm offensive hoping, sets are crap. I'm hoping I got this ugly Christmas style bull sweatshirt coming in the mail. I'm hoping that will help. Well, you help it turn it around. Yeah, man. Just get it. Get a good luck charm in here. And uh, maybe from the power of the ugly sweatshirt, we will. We'll turn this around, or maybe firing Jim will do it. I'm not sure which one is a better option. But you're I know ready, you're I can, ready to chop him. You're ready to I cut his control. ass. <laughs> I know which one I can control. So I'm putting my bet on the ugly sweatshirt. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, God. I, I, lo- I love how you're on that on that thing with firing Jim already. I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. And, you know, not that I'm, I'm ready to pull the trigger on him yet, but, I mean, it's something that I'm kind of looking at weary i'm looking at him and i'm like dude what are you doing here you have so much firepower on this roster whether anybody wants to admit it or not this roster is pretty decently constructed i think i think a lot of pieces complement each other but i don't understand why he doesn't try getting anything to the rim whatsoever and he plays this fucking you know hot potato bullshit on the perimeter constantly and then the ball you know the shot clock goes down to you know 10 seconds and you give it to zach and he's got to try to fucking John Lucas, you know, the third dribble, 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 chuck up a fucking shot. You know, I, I honestly, I don't understand what I'm seeing that he's not seeing. 
I don't know. Like I said, I don't think he's going to get fired. I hate even talking about calling for somebody's job, but it's this start has been that bad to where Pax definitely needs to be sitting in his office when he gets there. Like, hey, you're getting Chandler Hutchison back on Friday. No more of this three-guard lineup bullshit. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I totally and, agree. And maybe Hutch, in his size and overall versatility on defense, allows them to play you know, a little bit smaller at times, you know, maybe get that at the five, get, you know, OPJ and Hutch out there. Like, Hutch might open up a good amount of possibilities. So maybe uh, he's the savior and we just don't know it yet. I don't want to put that on Hutch, but I do think what he brings to the table could change the rotations enough to where maybe we get what we want. Well, there's 100% we need a shot in the arm somewhere. You know, um, it needs to happen. It needs to happen now. The Bulls can't keep going forward like this. One thing that kind of annoyed me in in, in the, during the broadcast of the game, you know, I'm a huge Neil Funk and Stacey King guy. I love those guys. They're my favorite duo in Chicago sports. Um, one thing that he said as well, you know, that Stacey said is the Bulls have been in all these games. Okay, yeah. And, and that's my whole fucking thing. Like, and don't be a water carrier here. Well, don't. no, yeah, and that's the, that's the fucking problem. We've been in these games, controlled most of these games with these crap teams, and then we let them kick us in the teeth. And that's exactly what my point was, dude. What happens when we get against, go against an elite team? Like, what, what happened with Toronto? Is it going to be, is it going to be the same fucking thing again? I, I, I mean, don't... and granted that we played our first real team off a of back-to-back. Toronto was off a of back-to-back too, but they're a playoff team with experience, and they know how to handle that kind of situation a lot better. But continue, I bet. No, it's all good, dude. Like, I just don't understand. Like, you know, yeah, we've been in all these games. And I understand Stacey can't just go on there and shit on the team. I know he can't do that, and, and that's fine. But clamoring for foul calls, that yeah, there's a couple that should have been called, but there's some on the Bulls that should have been called the other way for Cleveland as well. It wasn't just all one-sided. The Bulls should have never let them have that fucking chance to get in the game. Jim Boylan should have never given them that chance to let them back in the game. And that's exactly what he did. By his rotations, by his offensive sets, that are just inexcusable and invaluable. They don't work. He needs to go back to the drawing board. And he needs to do it now. It's nice that Zach throws up a, uh, a, a Instagram post where everybody likes it and comments a heart that they're not done. You know, they're in it. They're here we go, game time and shit like that. Well, you know what, dude? That's all cute, fine, and dandy. Someone needs to step up here and be like, "All right, listen, this shit ain't working, Coach. We need to figure this out because this this was just terrible. It was the same shit we've seen every game so far this season, and I I cannot believe we are sitting here, dude." Five games into the NBA, this young NBA season, we are talking about our fucking Bulls being one and four. I, I cannot believe that. But guess what, Buzz? Oh, Fred's going to like this one. We're five games in. You know how many games that means we have left? Oh, my fuck. 77. Oh, my God. Ooh, we going to turn it around, baby. Oh, my God, dude. Are you, dro- are you dropping the 777 on me right now? You Fire just- up the horns. Uh, I mean, seven's my lucky number. I mean, uh, I ain't uh, buying into the mantra, but I'm just saying, if if there's any validity to the lucky number seven, good times will come a roll. 
Oh, at least you got me laughing because I am just I'm so. I'm trying, man. Like that's that's all I got for you. That's uh, all right. You're doing great. Something, some, something we haven't touched on yet, though. What did you think of that bullshit challenge rule? Oh, it was fucking absolutely. It, it, it we got fucked either way. Man, we won the challenge and lost the ball. That's what I mean. It, what a we fucking lost, ju- lost the fast break opportunity. Right. And then why was Chris Dunn doing the fucking jump ball to begin with? I have no idea. I, I, I don't I still don't get it. What I mean, what did I miss there? I I don't know. You know, I've seen several of the challenge calls watching other games because this was the first time Jim fucking used one. At least somebody finally told him about it. Um, <laughs> but you know, I've seen, like I said, I've seen it in other games, and they always do the jump ball. But that's, what's the point of the rule then? Like, Yeah, if you win the challenge, why is there a jump ball? Well, no, if there's clear possession, like football, of the other the team having the ball, like, that team should get the ball. I agree with you. That's what I mean. I don't understand it. I, I That's why I, it's just comical to me. I, I don't know, man. Nothing, nothing went our way. There's another one thing that I want to bring up to you. What about what do you think about that? <clears throat> God, I'm getting ahead of myself. Starting to make myself cough. I'm actually eating um, these awesome new warheads that came you're out. Eating, you're eating Tide Pods, Buzz. Don't go there, man. Stop. I'm, I can't. They're it's just not so, that bad yet. They smell very good and they're tasty and they're colorful and that appeals to everything that I like. But no, I'm eating these Warhead Colossal Sours and uh, drinking Miller Lite with it. I have a horrible tummy ache right now, but I, I'm, I'm making. I'm, I'm getting through it. But what did what did you think about the last Zach Levine shot, dude? Well, I mean, I where he I mean he he had to be like seven feet behind the three point line, and he just chucks it, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like we still had like 26 seconds on the clock left. I know we weren't gonna get the W, but at least try to get humor me, man. You know what I'm saying? Humor me as a fan that you're trying to get something going. See, the problem is, like I said, I think that's a shot that Zach can make. As crazy as that sounds, the league has changed. That's a shot that you'd never see before without the clock, like, ticking down to the last second kind of thing. But that is a shot that he can make, you know, with momentum going into it. And uh, it's not a shot that I like to see. It is a shot he can make. And in that situation, it... You want a better shot, but I can't. I don't know anymore with this league. Like, it's... There's no distance that's too far. Yeah. I I just, you know, I'm glad I got a lot of my anger and my frustrations out, and I really hope on Friday, which is the next Bulls game against the Detroit Pistons, which I will be in attendance for, um, I'm hoping that they can turn this shit around against Detroit or Derrick Rose comes in there and shits in our mouth like he's been doing everybody this year. And we're talking about another Bulls L, but I can't ha- I can't handle much more of this shit. If Jim keeps going on the path that he's going on, expect him to be fired fucking quick. I- I'm serious, too. Because, I mean, for every... No, if this uh, keeps up, he shouldn't make it past game 10. Exactly my point. It's like that one season when uh, 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 Bill Cartwright got fired. I, I th- if I'm not r- wrong on that, I think he got fired like early on in the season um, when he was our head coaching us. But... I'll tell you something right now, man. All the optimism, and there wasn't just it wasn't just optimism between fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, front offices are going to try to you know play up 
what they really have and what's really going on. But there was a different feel this year with the Bulls. I felt like Gar and Pax were honest throughout this whole rebuild process. And I'll give them credit for that. They were honest in what they were trying to do. Um, but I cannot see them being cool with the bad brand of basketball we're watching with the talent that's on this floor for much longer. Because you're going to start losing fucking people right away. And... I mean, I'm, I'm just scrolling through the timeline for shits and giggles. I'm not watching the Bulls till they're over 500. The Bulls still suck. You know, all this shit with a team that not only the front office but fans were, you, you know, actually fucking stoked about putting on the floor. So, yeah, and the game against Pistons is at home. Yeah, so they, they need to figure this shit out, you know. I mean, I, think, I, I genuinely think Pax is going to be waiting for Jim when they get back. He, he's got to do something because, I mean, he's going to be on the fucking hot seat too. I mean, another fucking head coach that's shit in the bed here, you know. It's not a good look. It, it's not a good look. Uh, you got anything else, brother? Nah. Try to stay level-headed, Bulls fans. I know it's it's rough as hell. and uh, There's no way to sugarcoat this shit. So just uh, try to hang in there. Game 77. <laughs> On Friday, it's a Friday, too. The best day of the week with two of the best numbers. Oh, God. And we got to take down Derrick Rose. Maybe this is a bad omen. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but we need a W desperately before this gets any more. Yeah, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. So be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at BullsOnTap. Following me on Twitter at BuzzOnTap. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted and following at ONTAP Sportsnet. Little fun announcement. November 16th, we will be in Rosemont at the Caddyshack, the Murray Brothers Caddyshack Bar and Grill, doing a little bit of a live event, doing some charity work, and having some former players of all uh, major Chicago sports teams coming through. If you want to come to that, just go on our Facebook at ONTAP Sportsnet. There's an invite on there. Just uh, you know, just click that you're going, and uh, it'll, be gr- it'll be a great time. Bulls better pick up a fucking W. On Friday because they need it, and I'm about to lose my goddamn mind. So, as for my dude, Goose, I am Buzz. We'll be back Friday night with another recap. Hopefully, talk about a bull. My city, my city, Chicago.